From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. It's no joke, it really is the April 1 edition of WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Shortly here on the National News we'll be joined by Clive VK6CSW with a reminder of the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia broadcast. The Australian Communications and Media Authority are holding an industry debrief on the outcomes of World Radio Communications Conference 2012 that to take place Monday, April 23. Now, over 3,000 participants, representing 165 out of the ITU's 193 member states, attended the four-week conference. The ACMA led a delegation of 41 representatives from government and industry at WRC 12. The ACMA has managed a four-year prep process leading to the WRC, where Australia developed positions relevant to all WRC 12 agenda items. The ACMA Industry Debrief on World Radio Conference 12 is open to all interested persons and will provide a comprehensive overview from the delegation representatives of the outcomes of all agenda items. A dominant feature of this conference was the agenda for the next to be held in 2015. and There was a strong sentiment to ensure the next World Radio Conference is not delayed and does include numerous issues of significance perhaps none more so than Agenda Item 1.1, to consider new candidate frequency bands for IMT and mobile broadband applications. This at WRC 15. The industry industry debrief on WRC 12, as I said, will be held Monday the 23rd of April. It'll be held at the National Library Theatre Canberra from 10am until 4pm in the afternoon. If you're a shortwave listener or if you're interested in how your signal is being received elsewhere, Grant VK2GEL would like to publicise the availability of remote-controlled receivers located both within Australia and worldwide. It's available on the World Wide Web for free sign-up. It's an easy address to remember, globaltuners.com. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with a reminder that tomorrow, Monday, April the 2nd, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin will be broadcast on a number of HF and VHF frequencies. The principal HF transmissions will be on 20 metres, on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states, and an hour later, at 0200 UTC, beamed westward for Western Australia. Numerous local relays will take place on both VHF and on the lower HF frequencies. To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes, 
happened to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the RAOTC monthly bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, April the 2nd. Seven threes from Clive VK6CSW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard through the Amateur Radio Victoria VK3BWI broadcast network each Sunday at 10.30am and 8pm on the two metre repeaters VK3RMM Mount Macedon and VK3RML Mount Daninong, plus the 80, 40 and 30 metre bands. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. Around VK we go and shortly we'll be joined by Ono VK6FLAB. VK1 and the CRARC committee has been offered the opportunity to have a familiarisation visit to the studio complex of Radio 1 RPH, the Radio Print Handicap Network station, on 11.25am in Canberra. This is open to CRARC members, their family and friends on a first-come basis. The event is being organised by our good friend and contributor to WIA National News, Peter Ellis, VK1PE, who is a volunteer at... Radio 1RPH. An early response will be helpful in planning the group and timing, so please respond quickly to the committee at CRARC. VK2. Get along to the Urunga Radio Convention. It's on again this Easter weekend. That is Saturday 7, Sunday 8th of April at the Senior Citizens Hall in Urunga. The longest-running fox hunt field day in Australia, with two days of fox hunting, quizzes, raffles, pre-loved gear, displays. All inquiries are welcome. There's free tea and coffee available for those registering, and numbers are required for an optional meal on Saturday night. Please notify the committee. The old cups from the early days are on display at the convention, and other times at Ocean View Hotel, where some of the early conventions were held an adjoining lounge for those that want to get away from the activities will be available. Yurunga is a quiet village ideally suited to fox hunting. It's a very relaxing environment on the Kalang River and has old-style charm ideal for families. Close by is Coffs Harbour and Bellingen, or perhaps a drive on Waterfall Way to Dorigo and the National Park Skywalk, picnic areas and lookouts, visit the golf or bowling clubs or walk to the ocean on the meandering footbridge for a spot of surf fishing. Check Yurunga Radio Convention. Check their webpage. And thanks to Ken Golden, VK2DGT, for the information. It does happen every Easter, so put it in the diary for next year. VK3 and Anzac Day Activation. Leading the day in Victoria will be Mick, VK3CH, and tagging along will be Jono, VK3FMPB, and John, VK3FEZZ. They'll be situated at the Old Army Apprentices School at Balcombe in Mount Martha, using Mace Oval and the car park next to the Oval. There are about 200 to 300 metres south of Urala Road, the Peninsula Pistol Club. That's the Old Army 25-metre rifle range and adjacent to Tells Tells Corner. If you get as far south as the Balcombe Grammar School, you're too far south. A variety of bands, including 40 metres, hopefully 80, and VHF just for the fun of it, and Mick VK3CH may even come up with more on the day. If anybody is interested, give them a call or even go down and say hi. It certainly will be appreciated. There is more on AM for Anzac Day later with Felix VK4FUQ. VK7 2012 Ross. A beautiful autumn Sunday perfected a wonderful day of fellowship at Ross a couple of Sundays back 
For those 70 amateur radio enthusiasts who signed the registration book with their family and friends, bringing the total in attendance to an estimated 135. Next year, 2013. Well, why not join them for the day or the weekend? Ross has some very comfortable accommodation available, cottages, caravan park, motel, but be aware there is a town market day on the Sunday that does seem to attract the YLs. Inquiries for 2013, meet the voice barbecue at Ross. You can address those to Cedric, Victor Kilo 7, Charlie Lima. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F call? Recently, I had the opportunity to see some amateurs operating a special event station. Among the operators were a few young faces who had come into the hobby via the scouts. Chatting away without a worry in the world, I thought about an incident that I'd experienced a few months ago. At the time, I was set up with my kit, parked, sitting in my car, with my squid pole making a 12-metre-tall beacon for all manner of interested people to come past and ask me what I was catching with my fishing rod which generally resulted in a good-natured ribbing and a conversation about amateur radio, talking across the world, not unlike CB radio, building stuff and having fun. Contrast this with a man and his two young chargers, who are wide-eyed and approached, shuffled about, wanting to ask questions. The man was not nearly as interested, in fact his whole demeanour was negative from the start. What is that? the young ones asked. Well, it's a big radio antenna that I use to talk to people across the world. His response was, I don't need that, I have a mobile phone. Well, yes, but this will work in places and at times that a mobile won't. Well, I don't need that. And with that, the man stalked off, towing his two charges with him. The thing that struck me in this interaction was that his charges were all but crestfallen. I wondered what their life might look like if the people around them had a sense of wonder and curiosity. It occurs to me that the amateurs I've met all appear to have that spark of curiosity, and I wondered how many of them had noticed it. I'm Ono, VK6 Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. I'm Jason VK2LAW and this is International News through the VK1 WIA News Network stations. Titanic GB100 MGY will be on 502kHz. GB100 MGY will be operating on 502kHz from the Fort Perch Rock Marine Radio Museum in Wirral, UK during the Titanic commemoration. Their website says we have special permission from Ofcom to use the 501-504kHz band from the 12th to the 18th of April at FPR using GB100 MGY. Please listen out on around 502kHz CW. We will be on air on this frequency most evenings and overnight on the 14th and 15th of April, the anniversary of the Titanic's sad demise. We will be using marine radio equipment from Marconi, JRC, NERA, with a long wire between Fort and Lighthouse and a 600-foot loop aerial around the fort. For those of you without 500kHz, we will be doing cross-band QSOs on 3566kHz or 7066kHz. We also have a Kenwood TS570 100-watt transceiver, which will be used on a vertical aerial for QSOs on all other amateur bands, both CW and SSB. GB100 MGY. 
On VK1WIA, it's international news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA for today, April the 1st. Peter Ellis, VK1PE, brings us a story of a very complicated digital communications from the scientific world. The scientists and engineers at Fermilab near Chicago were having a little fun when they did this experiment. They used the neutrino beam to communicate. Neutrinos are smaller than a millionth of that of an electron. Fermilab's neutrino beam is one of the most intense high-energy neutrino beams to exist. A particle accelerator that directs pulses of protons into a carbon target every 2.2 seconds in pulses of about 0.8 microseconds long. And the collision produces huge quantities of highly energetic mesons that decay into muon neutrinos and other particles. The particle beam is then passed through 240 metres of rock, which absorbs all particles except the neutrinos. The Minerva detector sees the neutrinos and is designed to measure more than 16 million neutrino events during the four years of beam time, or about one every eight seconds. During the neutrino communication experiment, the accelerator beam was being run at half intensity for the two hours of the experiment, so one would expect a detection rate of about one every 16 seconds. Dr. Dan Stansfell of North Carolina State University designed the experiment, used on-off keying to send the word neutrino in a 5-bit subset of conventional ASCII code. The message of about 40 bits was encoded and then combined with a 64-bit pseudo-noise synchronization sequence, forming 156 bits of transmission, which was transmitted by the neutrino beam. The data showed 15 frames to clearly be correctly synchronized, if any events were detected during a particular 8 microsecond pulse, it was counted as a 1, otherwise as a 0 bit. Information theory analysis showed considerable robustness of the message transmission. The effective information transmission rate was about 0.37 bits per pulse. Sending the message only three times would produce an accurate copy at the receiving end, but after even just two cycles gave 99% accuracy. When corrected for the message containing only 40 bits of information, the experimental data rate was estimated at roughly 0.1 bits per second. This is Peter Ellis, VK1PE, for National Radio News. The April 1 edition of WIA National News and some important South African licence information. Approximately 1,700 South African amateur radio call signs have been marked by ICASA as lapsed. This as a result of the substantial cleanup that the ICASA undertook during the last year. This is a significant number of lapsed call signs and many South African amateurs have sometimes unwittingly allowed their licences to lapse. Those tuned in to ZS land right now might well be affected. As an example, there are 43 paid-up members of the SARL who no longer have valid licences. For more information, you're urged to visit www.sarl.org.za where you will find more information on what to do. BBC TV Wireless Power The BBC TV show Click has examined how wireless charging could boost the electric car. Imagine driving an electric car that recharges its batteries as it's being driven along the road. 
It may seem a distant dream, but as Dan Simmons reports, the technology that allows electric toothbrushes to charge without wires is being developed to provide power for a whole range of devices. Nikola Tesla pioneered the idea of wireless power over a century ago. News from AR Newsline USA. Creating the Ham Rodeo Triathlon Contest. A new rodeo sporting event will begin in 2013 and it has its roots in sports history. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, is here with the details. It all started back in August of 2011. That was about when it occurred to Mike Balakis, SV5BYR from Greece, that a big Greek-sponsored radio sport event was missing from the International Ham Radio Contest calendar. By the end of that September, the idea had matured, and so the Ham Radio Triathlon Contest was born. For those of you who do not follow the world of sports, a triathlon involves competition of three continuous and sequential endurance events. And, as you have already guessed, it's a Greek word. But unlike the world of athletics, those planning the Ham Radio Triathlon DX contest had to change things a bit to make this activity become reality. In trying to simulate the original triathlon athletic event, planners chose three major ham radio modes for the competition. For the initial outgoing, these will be SSB, CW, and RTTY. The ham radio triathlon will be a 24-hour non-stop event that will take place the first full weekend of February. It will debut next year on Saturday, February 2nd of 2013. And from what we read of the proposed rules, winning this one won't be easy, but it sure looks like a lot of fun. For Amateur Radio Newsline, Norm Seeley, KI7UP on this side of the Atlantic and in the western part of the United States, reporting from Scottsdale, Arizona. A group of oceanography and aeronautical engineering students from the U.S. Naval Academy has deployed a radio-equipped ocean buoy rigged to monitor weather in the harsh conditions of the Arctic. Named Ice Goat 1, the buoy was placed off the coast of Point Barrow, Alaska. Once the winter ice melts, the buoy will begin its sea voyage. In addition to its scientific monitoring gear, Ice Goat 1 carries an APRS beacon operating on 145.825 MHz. The position packets can be relayed via the International Space Station digipeter. However, as the ISS only rises 1.5 degrees above the horizon at Arctic latitudes, reports of direct reception of the 145.825 beacon are being sought from any Alaskan and eventually Pacific Northwest amateur radio stations that may be in range of Ice Goat 1. Reception reports go by email to wb4apr at amsat.org. The Hermes SDR project that was detailed in Radcom in May 2010 by Phil Harmon, VK6APH, and Steve Ireland, VK6VZ, is one step closer to fruition. There's now an interest list so that the number on boards to be manufactured can be determined. Hermes is a direct down conversion receiver, a direct up conversion to 500 milliwatt transmitter and a gigabyte Ethernet interface, all on one board. Also on board is an RF quiet switch mode power supply, which allows Hermes to run from a single 13.8 volt DC source. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline are on the web at www.arnewsline.org 
and I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events in on-air contest column, Dateline 2012. Worldwide Fist Titanic Sprint, April 15. VKZL AMCW on Anzac Day, April 25. VKZL Trans Tasman Contest 80 Metres Phone, May 12. Fist have sponsored a Titanic 24 hour sprint on Sunday, the 15th of April 2012, 0001 to 2359 hours UTC. All licensed amateur bands except the WARC bands. Recognising the 100th anniversary of the loss of the RMS Titanic on the 15th of April 1912. This event is to be a standard exchange between stations. Special event stations DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. The DX Century Club, DXCC, is the premier amateur radio operating award. Available to hams around the world, tens of thousands of awards have been issued since 1945 under the Modern Award Programme. In 2012, the DXCC program is not only still thriving, it is growing both in participation and in numbers of award options. The addition of Logbook of the World and soon the addition of an online DXCC application utility will continue to help the program grow. Some special event call signs will be activated to celebrate the London 2012 Olympic and Paralympic Games. 2012L from London, England and 2012W from Barrie, Wales. The London 2012 Inspire program has granted the Radio Society of Great Britain, Great Britain's IARU member society, use of the Inspire mark for these stations. Both stations will be on the air for the duration of the Games, July 27 to August 12. Museum warships preparing for AM and CW on Anzac Day. Terry VK3UP has advised HMAS Castlemaine Museum Ship will be operational again this year for AM and CW on Anzac Day. Cole VK4CU has confirmed that the Queensland Maritime Museum Association Museum Ship HMAS Diamantina VK4RAN will yet again be operational during the AM and CW on Anzac Day, mainly on CW on 7020 and 14051 kHz. Look out too for the special event station VI4MGY, operational during Sunday the 15th of April the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. It's also hoping that museum ships HMAS Wyala, HMAS Vampire and many other museum ships and military museums get up on the air for AM and CW on Anzac Day. Philippine Amateur Radio League 50th Anniversary Special Event Look for Special Event Station 4G0LD to be active during 2012. Activities to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Philippine Amateur Radio League. QSL via the Bureau. GB80PW. Practical Wireless 80th Year. In the UK, Ofcom have issued the special call sign GB80PW to Practical Wireless Magazine. This special call sign is to celebrate the publication's 80th year in print. Denmark has the presidency of the European Union from the 1st of January to the 30th of June 2012 and the call sign 5P12EU will be activated during this period. 
QSL cards will be available and there is an award scheme for working or hearing this call sign. For all details on QSLing, the award scheme and logs, check out www.5p12eu.dk 9H3PP From Malta, 9H3PP, May 26th and 27th, during the CQ WWWPXCW contest. Activity outside of the contest will be on 6 and 12 metres, possibly 17 metres. QSL via HA5PP. ZS4U will be operational portable 9Q6 from the Republic of the Congo until April the 5th. Activity will be limited, probably mainly on the weekends and some days during the week. Listen out for him between 1200 and 1600 hours Zulu on 40 through 6 metres using CW, SSB and PSK31. QSL Virus Home Call Sign ZS4U. The special call sign EI100T has been issued for the year 2012 to commemorate the 100th sinking of the Titanic and Cork Radio Club members will operate EI100T throughout the year. The main Titanic event will happen over the weekend of April 13-14. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Christchurch ATV Station. Peter Robinson, ZL3TJH, runs an amateur TV station in New Zealand's 615 MHz, that's Channel 39, amateur radio band. YouTube has a video telling of how that allocation is threatened by a sell-off of TV frequencies. ZL3TJH operates the ATV station from a corner of his bedroom in his Kashmir home. This amateur TV station is unique in New Zealand, but it needs community support if it's to survive the changeover from analogue to digital transition in 2013. Those in the Kashmir zone can view the station on 615.25 MHz or on Channel 39 UHF. Google ATV, the Christchurch Amateur TV Station. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, IARU Region 3. The Emergency Centre of Activity, or COA, frequencies are as follows. 3.6, 7.11, 14.3, 18.16 and 21.36 MHz. Monday, March the 26th, marked the 99th anniversary of the first reported use of amateur radio in emergency communications. Herbert Arkberg, a 15-year-old high school student, was reported to have used his radio in Columbus, Ohio, during a flood. Arkberg went on to serve in the Army during World War I and worked at WPAL Radio in Columbus. In 1942, the WPAL station building became the first location used by Universal Radio. Arkberg moved from WPAL to become VP of an affiliate relations for CBS Radio and later the same office for CBS TV. MyGaric 2012 is announced. The Global Amateur Radio Emergency Conference, or GARIC, now coined MyGaric 2012, will be held in the Thistleport Dixon Resort, Nagari Sambilian, from November the 12th to the 14th. It attracts participants from all around the world. 
The first Garrick was in 2005 and is the premier annual event attended by those with an interest in amateur radio providing emergency communications during training exercises or in report to disasters. My Garrick 2012 has been timed to immediately follow the IARU Region 3 Conference in Vietnam, that's November the 5th to the 9th, which is also has the same theme, Disaster Relief Communications. General information, including information on the venue, registration fees and tentative agenda and the registration forms will be posted on the website www.mygarrick2012.com by the end of this month. This website will be updated frequently to keep all updated with the latest news and program changes. Among the draft topics to be discussed are the HF Emergency Operating Procedure, the future of Garrick, presentations from three regions of the IARU, and some presentations from societies with recent disaster relief communications operations. For more information, you may also email info at mygarrick2012.com. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Yep, time to go again from WIA National News. On the social scene, the 15th IARU Region 3 Conference, that's the big one hosted by VARC in Ho Chi Minh City. That happens early November. Now, April 7 to 8 in VK2 is the Yurunga Radio Convention. April 14-15 is the WIA National Field Day. May 3 to 18 in VK5 is YL International 2012. May 5 to 6 in VK4 is Radar and Mark Clairview Gathering. And May 25-27, VK3, for the whole of Australia, it's the Wireless Institute of Australia's annual conference in Mildura. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Thanks for listening and walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.